0: Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Wednesday and welcome to June 1st, um, the last month of this quarter. And uh, when we get through June, guess what? We'll be halfway through the year. So uh, a lot of volatility still in the marketplace. We'll talk about that and more uh, when Dave joins us here in just a few moments. But before we do, let's just uh, remind ourselves again that um, there's a lot of stuff in the world that you and I, we just cannot control. So we need to find those things that we can and make the most of them. And the one thing that you can control when it comes to your retirement and your portfolio is how much risk you're taking on right now. And if you don't know, number one, how much risk you're comfortable with, that's a problem. And if you don't know how much risk you have in your portfolio, that's a bigger problem. And Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your a 30 minute, no obligation, core retirement phone consultation where we'll answer any questions you have about retirement, about your planning, and make sure you're on the right track for the retirement you always dreamed of. And with that, we got Dave coming up next.
1: Five points. I like him. Aha! Norwegian rock and rollers there. It's take on me, sure? now. It's 21 before 9. Time to check in and see what's going on with your money. Actually, yesterday wasn't half as bad as we were afraid it was. Let's check in with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services in downtown Sebring. Philip, were you pleasantly surprised to see us end up just where we started the day out at the end of the day yesterday?
0: Well, I was. I mean, it was good to see that... um, you know that we were we were okay i mean it wasn't a great day um on wall street but it wasn't a terrible day either so um so that was that was some good good things happening there uh, we'll I continue you though. And both,
1: you and i were both a little on the nervous side when we had futures pointed down 200 points on the dow at 8:45 in the morning as to what we were into it ended up only down 222 s and p was down 26 And the NASDAQ was actually the best performer of the bunch. It was only down about four-tenths of a percent, down $49 yesterday. So it it could have been a ton worse. And I guess that's why I'm kind of breathing a sigh of relief. Some of that was driven by the fact that we had some decent reports that came out after we got off the air.
0: Well, we did. You know, we had some economic numbers that that were better than expected. I mean, I I guess in terms of, you know, the Chicago— Uh, PMI, I'm not sure exactly what all that really means. It's some manufacturing index that they have there in Chicago. But uh, it was better than expected by a significant number. I mean, it came in at 60.3 versus 55. Um, And then consumer confidence number uh, was better than expected. Now, it was down, though, from last month. So it came in at 106.4. And it was expected to come in at like 103.9. So it beat expectations. It is down two tenths or two percent from where it was last month. But but hey, there's a lot more headwinds right now.
1: Absolutely. And the strength of the American consumer kind of marches on. Yeah, we always talk about those different figures that the Federal Reserve District banks put out. Ignore the absolute number, but look at the direction because they all calculate it a little differently. But uh, it's nice to see some. Well. I don't know, since things are down, I'm tempted to say not good news, but at the very least, not bad news. Fair enough?
0: Uh, fair enough, man. It is uh, not definitely not bad news.
1: It sounds like we're starting to at least allay our fears, you know, a full-blown recession this year. Goldman Sachs was out this morning saying that fears of a recession during this year are overblown. Nobody's putting any bets on next year. but assuming the Fed responds in kind with interest rates and uh, slows the money supply down at a measured pace. It looks like we may at the very least be able to duck a recession for a few more months at the very least. And a lot of that is going to come out of the second quarter gross domestic product when we get done with that. And we won't start seeing that for quite some time.
0: Uh, that's right. It's going to be a while before we see that. But so, so that's right. And we still have one more reading on the first quarter GDP. Um, and remember, it, uh, you know, it, it went a little worse, I think, than expected. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out for the first quarter and, and what interest rates. Right. We got interest rates coming up this month. What are they going to do? How much are they going to raise interest rates? Are they going to stick to the half a percent? Um, are they going to go up more? Are they going to go up less? Um, that's still yet to be seen.
1: Absolutely. And the other side of the fence, while we're talking about monetary policy on the Federal Reserve side, on the fiscal policy side of it, President Biden announced his uh, fighting inflation strategy uh, the other day. It included a bunch of, quote, targeted relief, like uh, targeted forgiveness of student loans and pumping more money in, as he calls it, relief from inflation. But that's still more money coming out. The overriding strategy that he announced yesterday after meeting with Jay Paulson was, Respect the Fed because it's their job to fight inflation, not ours, which kind of means as we get into the fall race, we're going to be talking about blame the Fed, I'm assuming, right?
0: Uh, it sounds like it to me. I mean, it sounds like that's what he wants to do. He do not want to take responsibility for what's happening in our economy. And that's just wrong because it lies squarely uh, on his shoulder. There's definitely some things he could be doing, especially in the, in the realm of oil. Um, that he's just not doing. And and Dave, when we look at the oil price today, it's getting scary.
1: Yeah. On the on the energy policy side, you know, a whole lot of the uh, change in the uh, the change in the oil price has been jawboning effect coming out of the administration. You ought notice it's not a pleasant sight this morning on the oil futures. Uh, the other side of it is just the simple recognition. I said this a few weeks ago. It sounds terribly hard-hearted, but all those targeted relief programs are simply pumping more money into an economy where our problem is that we've got more money chasing not enough goods, and that's the cause, basically, of our inflation issues. Uh, this is a time where, whether we like it or not, we've got to take the castor oil, and uh, control our increases in federal spending and we're not going to do that with the current administration they believe very strongly in relief now i can understand supporting that but it's not good for the economy and it makes the fed look even more aggressively at interest rate increases
0: yeah it is i mean you think about that that's just not a good way of of proceeding because what's it going to do It's going to increase our deficit. We're already seeing interest rates going up. That means, folks, our interest payments are going up from the federal government, which means more and more of your tax dollars are going to pay interest payments and not to reduce the debt overall, which means ultimately taxes are going to have to go up significantly as interest rates go up just to cover the interest on our debt.
1: Yeah the the two end up being dovetailing down the process you can't throw as much relief out if you're uh, out, if your outflow is being dominated by bond interest rates but the more you put out, the more money you pump into the economy, the more, fed- the more the Federal Reserve has to hike the interest rates in order to tighten the money supply, and it becomes a vicious circle. And uh, there's there's always that push versus shove between administration and Federal Reserve. We're going to remember back during the nine recession when we really hit the tank. There was a lot of give and take where the Federal Reserve was saying, "People, Congress, administration, you got to do something too. We've only got so many tools in the." Uh, So many tools in the toolbox. Well, at the time, it was stimulus they needed help with. Now it's discipline they need help with. And we're going to hear that same language coming out of the Fed or eventually, I'd imagine.
0: I believe so. And we continue to watch those things. And, you know, whether we go into a recession or not this year or next year, um, you know, that might be a fine line, right, between slowing growth and recession. And and it's just one of those things we can't really tell today. It's going to be. uh, We're going to have to look down the road to to the third quarter, I believe, to really start to make that judgment.
1: Yeah, the the beast the beast of a recession is you don't know you were in it until you've already seen the reports to put it out, and that's the, that's the downside to it. We do know we had a negative gross domestic product figure for the first quarter. It looks like it's far enough into the negatives, so the third reading probably isn't going to go positive. What we definitely don't want to see happen is see the second quarter go negative as well, because then it's a definition of a recession.
0: That's right, and that's what we want to try to fight against, and and hopefully we're making some headways there one way or another.
1: Absolutely. The only economic figure that came out this morning was the 7 a.m. release from the Mortgage Bankers Association, counting the number of mortgage applications last week, and in contrast to the good news you had from the reports that came out midday yesterday, uh, mortgage applications last week down 2.3%. That's like the third consecutive week in which we've had substantial declines a 14 percent lower rate than last year. Now, locally, our housing market is still hot. Prices still seem to be going up and houses are getting offers real quickly. That's the blessings of being a little bit in a delayed results market here. So we get a chance to watch what's happening around the country and respond accordingly. But right now on the national front, homes ain't selling as fast as they were before
0: no they they're not you're still seeing high high demand but not as not as high as it has been and just to give some perspective that mortgage rate that's the lowest um, application rate we've seen since 2000 and the end of 2018 so um, interest rates did go down a little bit last week they said uh, but they've been not not you know, as marginal so we continue to watch that because real estate is going to be a big factor when we look at our economy and uh, I know there's more places for sale in my neighborhood that, uh you know, in some some places have been hanging out a little longer than normal.
1: Uh, yep, I agree. I, I, I track the value on my own place and it keeps going up in value. I have no desire to sell quite yet, but even so. Uh, you yeah, know, we're still hot around here, even though, as you say, the number of offers are down by a little bit. It just isn't quite as much of a bidding war. A little later on today, we'll hear construction spending, which off of that mortgage banker's figure may make the construction figure a little bit more important as the, as the market looks at it.
0: That and we get uh, job openings a little later this morning, too. That one always intrigues me.
1: Absolutely. And then we get into the flood of employment numbers both tomorrow and Friday, because the proverbial national rate comes out on Friday. We're going to start focusing on jobs heavily starting tomorrow. few companies reported. Have we got any good news this morning?
0: You know, we've got a couple of things that are are moving in the right direction. Capri Holdings, let's start with it. You know, that name doesn't sound familiar, but the brands they support do, like Michael Kors, Veracci, you know, Jimmy Choo, those are, I would say, high level, right? Not, not, uh, not inexpensive items. Um, and so they, uh, they had a pretty good quarter. They, they better than expected in terms of uh, earnings. They beat by 20 cents a share. They've been able to manage their profit margins and keep them uh, relatively high, which has been good. Uh, they, uh, but they did issue lighter than expected revenue for the full year forecast. But not uh, not hurting them tremendously today. They're actually up five uh, percent this morning.
1: Cool. I, there was that sidebar piece. I don't remember whether it was yesterday or Monday uh, that uh, the premium-priced luxury goods items generally are the better stocks right now in terms of performance and reports because the demand hasn't slowed down for them yet. Much like we, unlike what we saw from like Walmart and Target last week.
0: Well, that's true. I mean, the people that have money are still spending it. So, so that's, um, that's helping those brands out tremendously. Uh, We had, uh, let's just keep with the retail sector for a little bit. We had Victoria's Secrets reported. Um, They, they had a mixed quarter Uh, Their, uh, their earnings per share uh, beat significantly. They're expected to come in 84 cents. They came in at $1.11. Their revenue though was just in line with what was expected. Um, and so in their current quarter, kind of like uh, uh, um, uh, Capri Holdings, they a little weaker than expected. And so uh, you would expect them to be falling down. They're not. They're climbing up. Uh, they're up 11.1% this morning.
1: Must be some sector glamour to the luxury goods items and discretionary things.
0: Uh, maybe, maybe that's what it is. Okay, so that's my two retailers. Let's go to a little technology, maybe, and, and software. Uh, we got HP, like you said yesterday, yeah. reported after the market closed. They beat by three cents a share, came in at $1.08. Um, their revenue also topped forecasts. Their profit outlook um, is strong uh, for the rest of this year. Um, you know They're still dealing with some supply chain issues, but, but they're up about six-tenths of a percent this morning.
1: Cool. I'm confused on Hewlett Packard. Is that the half of the company that's selling personal computers and printers and the like? Or is that the cl- the, the big industrial cloud computing half of the company? That's, that's, a,
0: computer, that's a computer and printer company. Okay.
1: Okay. Yep. They split and I've always been confused, which does and, uh, which, you know?
0: It okay. does. It gets confusing. And we had uh, Ambarella, which is a chip manufacturer. Um, uh, they uh, they missed Uh, across the board. And so uh, they were negatively impacted by China's lockdown for this last COVID spread. And so that, that hurt them. And uh, so that's uh, got them trading down about four and a third percent. And uh, man, if I look at their 52 week range, it's been tremendous. Their their 52 week low was like $65. A 52 week high was 227. Um, Yeah. Yeah, right now they're at $81.50 right now. So um, if we uh, look at the last thing I have when it comes to kind of technology is Salesforce. So you said yesterday they were reporting. Uh, I think they're kind
1: of a measure of sales and business activity. I thought they might be interesting.
0: They are. So they beat by $0.04 a share, came in at Um, $0.98. Their revenue uh, beat forecast as well they raise their full year guidance um, mm. continue to see strong demand in that uh in that sector uh, i will tell you they are uh, in my opinion they they become the cadillac of uh, crms and 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 that kind of stuff uh, they're trading up today 10% um to $176 so so Ooh. moving moving in the right direction
1: glad to I hear have, a reset oh you want more
0: i got one more for you um, okay, I'm... Going towards the electronic vehicles, charging point, charge point holdings. Uh, mm-hmm. They uh, not such a good quarter. They lost more than expected. Um, revenue did top forecast, but, uh, but they're trading down today 2.1%. Are
1: they the people that put in those things like in the mall where the charging stations I think are? They,
0: they, they put in charging stations. They're, they're creating a network of, uh, of charging stations.
1: Okay. I thought it might be that group, but it's a new field that I don't know that much about yet. Resetting the table, it was kind of an off day on Wall Street yesterday, but could have been worse because we ended up about where we started the day in the pre-market numbers, which at the very least ends up holding steady. 45 minutes before we open this morning, what are we looking at?
0: Hey, we've got some green ink today uh, starting off the day. We got the Dow up six-tenths of a percent. Uh, that's $220. We got the S&P 500 up 20. That's about a half a percent. The Nasdaq 100 up a half a percent. That's about $62. The Russell 2000 is taking a little hit right now, down uh, about a tenth of a percent. So, so a little bit uh, different there. Uh, on the commodity side, we got silver up three quarters of a percent, trying to get to 22, but not quite yet. And we got gold down about a tenth of a percent. And then that illustrious black crude is trading up one and a half percent today, Dave, up to one sixteen thirty-six a barrel right now. I thought I saw today four dollars and seventy-five cents a gallon for gasoline on the way to work.
1: That what really yeah. scares me is on my delayed quotes, I'm showing only about one hundred and fifteen and a half. So the trend is sharply upward as the day progresses. Makes it even worse. Overseas markets, Asia kind of followed us. They were off, but fractionally on the Asian-rim markets. Europe is looking at our futures and saying, "Ah, okay, we'll do fine. They're up fractionally halfway through their day. Trying to get a beat on how much you're going to lose on your retirement account. Don't reti- you know, make some people, I know you told me, are re- delaying retirement, wondering what's going to happen with their retirement funds. That's not a fun decision to have to make. How do I find you to avoid having to make it?
0: You're so right, Dave. That is not fun to have to make that decision. So so what does it mean? It means that we need to make sure we got the right amount of risk in our portfolio. To do that, we create our core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design phone consultation. And then join us this weekend for the Stoutler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730 And 95.3 FM.
1: And back here again tomorrow morning on Light FM. Philip, thank you so much. We'll see you then, all right?
0: All right, man. You have a great day.
1: Thank you, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Stadler Financial Services. Philip Stadler.
0: Hey, folks. Again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope that your, your week is going well. I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. Until then, take care. Bye now.